to the Everything Went Black podcast. This is a solo episode, so um, if you're expecting a guest, sorry, but uh, we're just going to do this one on my own. So uh, yeah, I did one of these back in January before the 1349 tour, and uh, people seem to dig it, so I'm going to do another one. Uh, But before we get into that, I just want to run down all the affiliate sponsors we have. Uh, First and foremost, we have Onnit. And uh, I've been a disciple of theirs for years now. I regularly use all the supplements, well, not all the supplements, but I use a fair amount of their supplements, uh, mainly the krill oil, strong bone, MCT oil in my coffee, which I'm enjoying right now. And, um, you know, just a variety of other products that I've used over the years. Um, I'm not really into protein powders or anything like that, but occasionally I'll use the uh, hemp force protein, which... Um, you know, sometimes it's nice when I, you know, I don't have time for meals. I'm going from training to band practice or something like that where I just don't have time to actually eat something. That's uh, something I bring with me, and it's uh, really good for recovery and gives you a little bit of energy boost here and there. Uh, another product I strongly believe in is uh, Datsusara. I have a couple of things by them. I got the uh, the fanny pack, which I take out on the road with me, and the uh, Datsusara battle pack, which is with me pretty much every day. You can fit everything I need in there. Um, if, especially if you're training martial arts, it's a really good bag to get. Uh, you can fit shin guards, boxing gloves, headgear, a gi, shorts, water bottles, mouthpieces, all that kind of stuff that you might need for uh, heavy training is uh, can fit in one of those bags. So, um, And also it doubles as my, uh, my luggage for tour. So yeah, check it out. And uh, last but not least, this episode and all episodes are brought to you by Savage Gold Coffee. And, um, you know, if you don't know by now, that's uh, my company. You can go to savagegoldcoffee.com and order some uh, some coffee mugs. And uh, actually got some exciting stuff going on that's uh, kind of coordinated with the release of Toombs' new record. And we'll talk about that later in this episode. So anyway, I'm home. Uh, sprain my ankle training jujitsu on Tuesday. It's actually a pretty bad sprain, so it kind of kept me off my feet for a couple of days. And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it's part of the part of the deal. It comes with the territory doing all this stuff. If you're gonna train any kind of combat sport, you're gonna deal with injuries, and that's just a fact of life. And um, you know, especially if uh, you know you're training with a guy who may who actually doesn't have a lot of experience it seems like when you're rolling with someone on that level uh injuries uh seem to happen (laughs) i was pretty angry at first Uh, i gotta be honest you know i i feel i've been really consistent in my training and um you know i was hoping to do some competitions this summer 
And uh, not that this is going to get in the way of all that, but it's a setback. Yeah, I was, I was a little angry, but uh, I thought about it more. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things. And it happens. There was no malice. I don't, I'm not angry to anyone in particular, just maybe at the situation. But it's just one of those obstacles that um, get put in your way and you have to overcome them. And uh, it just adds to your character. And um, also, maybe in a cosmic sense, there is a reason why um, this happened. And uh, maybe it's given me some free time to do other things. I mean, honestly, if I hadn't been injured, I probably wouldn't be doing this episode. (laughs) Or I'd be doing it at like 11 o'clock at night, tired, and I wouldn't be as interesting as I possibly can be when I'm wide awake. So... Um, yeah, it's, I went to the doctor, I got looked at, they gave me one of these uh, weird space boots things, which um, when I have to go out into the world, uh, makes it easier for me to walk, and um, uh, it's kind of a funny, looks like uh, these like weird kiss boots that you got to put on, and it's only on one leg, my right leg, but uh, today I feel a lot better, it's still swollen, it's changing different colors, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is, and I'm just dealing with it, and hopefully uh, this won't be too much of a setback, and I'll be out on the mats soon, you know, it's uh, a lifestyle thing for me, man, like I don't really want to be a tough guy or anything like that, I just incorporate all this as my life, and it's a lifestyle, not really a hobby, and uh, when I don't do this, it really affects me um, sort of on a, a deeper level. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm hoping to recover quick, get back on the mat and get balance restored to my life and, uh, you know, enjoy all the good things that this life has to offer. So, um, yeah, man, tomorrow is Friday, Friday, April 1st. And actually, one of the more significant things to me, it heralds the release of All Empires Fall, the brand new EP by Tombs. And, um, yeah, we're all really excited about it. We recorded this back in, uh, I think, August or July of, yeah, it was July, actually, of last last year. So um, for you you guys out there who are in bands, uh, you know how long it takes. You record something, and then, you know, months later, the record comes out. You know, when you're working with labels, they have to plan everything. You know, there's this whole, you know, effort to promote stuff, and... Um, yeah, it's cool, like back in the old days where we'd record something and three months later it'd be out and, uh, you know, no one would know about it and we wouldn't sell any copies of it. So I guess it's a double-edged sword in some ways. There's a yin and a yang associated with uh, the carefree DIY days. But uh, but anyway, um, yeah, we're excited. This, um, this record, we actually own the rights to the whole thing. Um, we have fulfilled our contractual responsibilities to relapse with the release of Savage Gold. So in, in a sense, we're free agents right now. But uh, so, yeah, just as, a, as an ex- sort of experiment, I wanted to try doing something like this where we produce the record on our own. You know, we paid for the recording and uh, most of the production and uh, license it to someone. And since we've had a great relationship with relapse, why not continue working with them on this licensing project i mean it doesn't you know this doesn't mean anything it's not uh significant in any way other than i wanted to do something different and uh experiment and see how it works out i mean 
maybe if this works out really well, this is how we'll do all future records. And um, yeah, but nothing, nothing's off the table. I mean, we have a great relationship with Relapse and um, want to continue working with them. And, you know, we'll see how, how it goes. So, but yeah, it was um, the first, this is the first recording that features our new lineup, which is uh, Fade Kaner on, uh, you know, doing synth and vocals. Uh, Charlie Schmidt on drums and Evan Void on guitar. Uh, ben and I have been working together for a while. Ben appeared on, uh, you know, Savage Gold and playing bass in the band. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm really excited about this lineup. I feel like the possibilities of things that we can do is, is pretty endless. So it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I know. I know there's been a, a lot of lineup changes over the years and, uh, Somehow this all seems uh, organic. I mean, especially since with every member leaving the band and new guys coming on, there was never any animosity uh, with anybody except way back in the beginning with our original drummer. But at this stage of the game, I don't really register. That doesn't register with me as anything. That was almost 10 years ago. And, you know, it is that once again, it is what it is. It was an obstacle to be overcome. It built character in me and, uh, it just sort of reinforced my uh, desire to keep pushing forward. So it was very difficult at first to deal with that, and uh, but now I see the strength that I've gained from that situation. So, um, but all everyone else, everything's very amicable. It's just people's availability changed, and maybe the things that are motivating them to be creative have changed, and uh, some lifestyle stuff happened along the way, and. Uh, you know, and I get it. I mean, this is not easy to do, uh, especially at the level that we're trying to achieve. It takes a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time away from home, a lot of hours spent uh, away from, you know, loved ones and family and friends. And it can be really draining at times. So I get it and I understand. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, um, I want to keep moving forward. And, um, you know, we have some new people in the band that are on this recording and I'm really proud of it. You know, Fade is somebody that I'd admired for years. Um, I've seen him around New York City for, you know, decades at this point. He used to work at CBGB's and I remember seeing him there and I was like, man, look at that wild looking cat. You know, he looked, he had a very unique style and uh, I've seen him play in a variety of different bands and um, I've always admired what he's been able to do. And uh, it's it's really cool that we're working together now. And um, I feel that uh, this collaboration has a lot of potential. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's all good. You know, tomorrow's going to be a good day. The record's finally going to be available. I've heard from some people that pre-ordered it that uh, they've received their copies already. And uh, I think that's great. I'm happy that if you believe in the band enough to pre-order uh, a new record, that you're rewarded by getting that record prior to the release date. I think that's uh, that's really cool. And uh, so far, everyone uh, has you know reported back to me that they seem to like the record. And uh, once again, um, that's meaningful. Um, I always want to do a good job. I always want to keep making good music and uh, continue to um, you know hopefully inspire people to go out there and do their own thing. That's always been been a goal of mine. So. But, uh, but yeah, the record's going to be coming out. Um, it's the first time we work with Sanford Parker. Uh, he has had a relationship with Fade on previous 
projects that uh, Fade's worked on. And uh, we recorded this up at a place called Applehead Studios up in Saugerties, New York. And um, I got to tell you guys, it's probably one of the most comfortable recording experiences I've ever been involved with. And all of that has to do with the facility up there. They've got great equipment, um, you know, Neve console, amazing live room. The whole thing's made out of wood. You know, there's wood dowels holding the beams together. It sounds amazing in the live room. Um, the most significant aspect of that place is the very calm, serene atmosphere that you're able to, uh, to work in. It's like Saugerties, New York is close to Woodstock, which is, you know, out, out there, you know, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, distractions. Um, it's mostly, you know, woods. It's got this like real secluded vibe to it. And, uh, the studio grounds is actually are actually a farm that the the guy the owner kind of uses to you know house animals. So at any given time, you can see this like six hundred pound pig wandering around. Um, you know some goats just chilling. They have full reign of the entire facility. I remember one morning we're just sitting on the porch drinking coffee, and uh, these goats rolled up. They're in this like sort of group, very assertive animals. I have to say. Uh, they kind of look you in the eye and they're just like, you know, what's up? You know, not aggressive, but they're just like, yeah, we're here. And uh, there's no relating to them at all, which I found very interesting. It's like a dog or a cat. You relate to them in this way, but the goat, no, he doesn't give a fuck about you. He's just like, all right, I'm here to eat some stuff. And uh, who are you? You know, I live here and you're here now in my, you're in my, my hood and uh, just checks you out. But yeah, they were, they were, they were cool. And um, one of the coolest things was uh, there's a cat up there named Albert that kind of roamed around. And um, we were staying in these cabins, which, uh, you know, they have a kitchen, shower, beds, like the whole nine. And it was like super, super chill and comfortable. So Albert would come into the, I remember the first night we were there, Albert kind of walked in and, was checking everyone out and we were just concerned about him eating our food and you know that kind of thing but uh you know none of our food he wasn't interested in any of the things that we were eating because he is a outdoor cat like one of these like cats who roams around and kills shit and just eats it and that's what he lives on like the next morning i saw him wandering around he had a frog in his mouth so he's got like fresh food available to him so why does he care about rotisserie chickens that we got at like uh you know some deli somewhere so props to albert um i hope to see him again someday he was like super friendly and uh i might have i think i got pictures of him somewhere on the instagram but um but yeah you know it was a good time sort of a hand in hand with the release of all empires fall is uh the dark deceiver limited blend of coffee which is uh going to be coming out next wednesday at savagegoldcoffee.com um you know, I, I've always not, I've never really been a fan of blends, like the whole business of single bean roasts is really what I wanted Savage Gold to be about. But, uh, you know, Jesse up in uh, Recess Coffee has kind of opened my eyes to some really cool blend ideas. And um, so, yeah, we came up with this really cool blend and, you know, to sort of celebrate the release of the EP and it's called Dark Deceiver, you know, which kind of references the... Uh, 
chorus of Deceiver, one of the tracks on the new record. And uh, that'll be available. It's in limited quantities. Uh, so yeah, it's first come, first serve. Go back to savagegoldcoffee.com on Wednesday and you'll have an opportunity to uh, to buy that. And uh, it's a joint venture with um, Holy Mountain, who is our merchandise company. They do all the teams merch. They sort of occupy the role of a web store for us since um, we're too preoccupied with other things, I guess, to effectively run our own web store. You can go over to uh, holymountainprinting.com and they'll have these package deals with uh, coffee and uh, this really badass t-shirt design that's based on the artwork of the, the coffee label. So yeah, man, you can check uh, the Savage Gold Instagram and you can see pictures of what the label looks like. Uh, probably later today, I'll be you know posting more stuff about the upcoming release of this. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be available. You can go to Savage Gold Coffee to buy an individual bag or you can go to Holy Mountain and get some sort of the package deal with a shirt and all that sort of stuff. It's all fun, man. Like, I'm not looking to steal any money from anyone or convince you guys to buy things. It's just that this is all fun. I like uh, doing cool, goofy things like this. And, um, you know, it's just in the in the spirit of metal, you know, keeping it real and, and doing cool, interesting things. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Speaking of coffee, I'm enjoying, actually, some of that Dark Deceiver roast right now. It's uh, blended with... MCT oil and uh, grass-fed butter. Uh, this time around, I'm using the Kerry Gold. I've sort of expanded my horizons of grass-fed butter to include President, which I think is from France. And um, that sort of gives you a little bit different flavor. It's awesome, creamy. And um, I've never done cocaine before, but I imagine uh, the feeling of being on cocaine is sort of a more extrapolated version of drinking this blended coffee because uh yeah after for after a couple sips of this i feel uh feel more interesting more charming more motivated ready to face all of life's obstacles you know and it's sort of the butter the oil the savage gold coffee it all sort of coalesces into this aggregate of intense positivity and just keeps me going for almost the entire day. So yeah, man, that's uh, you know that's that's going on. That's happening. My buddy Matt Kepler runs a company, a leatherworking company called Cult of Hades, and uh, he just made a, a really great killer leather customized guitar strap for me. I got a picture of it uh, hanging out on my Instagram. So if you want to check it out, there's just a picture of the strap. Um, I'm going to be taking some more photos to kind of help promote it. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's like, you know, black leather. It's got some studs on it. It has the a version of the tomb sigil uh, kind of embossed in it. And it's a really nice-looking, uh, you know, accessory to be rocking out with on stage. So, uh, I don't know, man. If you guys are interested, this might become some sort of merchandise piece. So, I don't know if anyone else is down with it, but... Uh, you know, check it out. Let me know, and maybe we can work something out. Maybe we can make this stuff available for more people if they're interested in picking up their own uh, tombs, badass leather, black leather studded, you know, guitar strap. So yeah, if you go to my Instagram, it's uh, Mike Hill Primate. 
there's a picture of the strap, and uh, probably in the next couple of days, I'll be posting some more photos. Um, I just bought, well, I didn't just buy it, but I came across an Ibanez Iceman, Ibanez Iceman with the uh, badass HR Geiger graphics on it. I have one of those now. So it's being set up by my buddy Nick Palmerado, uh, doing some intonation work on it, you know, action, that kind of deal. And uh, when I get that back, I'll be taking a photo of uh, that Iceman with this badass Cult of Hades uh, black leather strap on it. So I'll be modeling that in the coming days. So you can check it out on Instagram. But yeah, if you guys are interested, let me know. Um, you can hit me up in a variety of different ways, either social media, Mike.Hill at everythingwentblackmedia.com or Twitter or any of those other places. So, um, so yeah, man, it's all in good fun. So I don't know if you guys are Iggy Pop fans. Um, I certainly am. Uh, so he has this new record. It's called Post Pop Depression, which just came out. And uh, I don't know. It's weird, man. It seems like Fridays. It used to be Tuesday was the day that records came out. But now I guess they moved that to Friday. Because I know Iggy's record came out on a Friday. And our record is coming out tomorrow, which is also a Friday. So for some reason, they changed that. You know, I remember my days when I worked at the warehouse in Newberry Comics up in Boston. That And uh, it's funny, man, those years. I worked with uh, Cliff, Aaron Harris, and uh, Mike Gallagher, all who were, uh, were members of ISIS. And uh, we all worked there together. And I guess that's kind of where the bulk of, you know, most of our friendship was sort of established during that period of time. And Jeff actually worked there briefly too, Jeff Caxad. And uh, yeah, I just remember like all the major label records would come out on Tuesdays and it'd be this plethora of bands you never fucking heard of. Yet they would like hundreds of copies of these CDs would be shipped out to the various stores. And then like a couple months later, 98% of those records would come back as returns. <laughs> What a business model. Anyway, but yeah, so now uh, now I guess Tuesdays are out and Fridays are in for new records. And this Iggy record came out on a Friday. And um, I haven't really gotten into the last couple records that he's done. Um, not that they're bad, but they just uh, they didn't pop like some of his older material. And uh, this new one definitely is is pretty badass. It's got uh, that dude, Josh Hom, Hame, Ohm, whatever his name is, from... Uh, uh, Queens of the Stone Age, I'm not really a, a fan of that band, but I recognize him as being a accomplished songwriter and guitarist and, you know, whatever. But he's part of this whole effort. And, um, yeah, I mean, they have, like, a really cool vibe on this new album. It almost reminds me of The Idiot, like, back at the record with, you know, when, that Bowie produced with him back in when he was Berlin days, when he was just doing mad drugs and, you know, engaging in uh, wild sexual activities. But uh, now, I mean, Iggy, I believe, is in his 70s. He looks awesome. He's still shredded. He looks like he can kick your ass. Uh, he's got that Bruce Lee build, and he's remarkably well-preserved for a guy of, of advanced years. Um, I probably won't even make it to be 70, but uh, if I do, I know I'm not going to look like that. <laughs> But yeah, so um, it's a great record, man. I'm, I'm stoked on it. Uh, probably my favorite track is the lead-in track called Break Into Your Heart. 
you know, I love when Iggy croons, and this is kind of like this croony, torch song style vibe, and that's kind of why it reminded me of his older stuff. And uh, yeah, man, check it out. Um, who knows if the, this this may might this might be his last album? Who knows? You never know these days. I mean, Bowie died. That came unexpected to the to the public. You know, and this Black Star record was his. Actually, I, apparently, that's not going to be his last album. There's like a whole catalog of material a whole gross of songs that's going to be released over the next couple of years but anyway Iggy's another one of those classic guys pushed rock music to a new level some people consider him the godfather of punk I don't know how comfortable anyone could be with a uh, tagline like that but why not I guess it works he's definitely a big influence on a lot of punk music one of the best performers in the history of rock music up there with Elvis and Little Richard, uh, one of the most extreme live performers out there. So, you know, Iggy is is like the man. So I'm down with it. One of my favorite bands has a new record coming out in May. That would be Alaric, hailing from Oakland, California. They have a new record called End of Mirrors. When we were out in San Francisco on tour back in January... I uh, met Shane Baker, who was the vocalist of that band. And, uh, you know, we just sort of talked briefly. Uh, I've been a huge fan of theirs for years. And it turns out that he also um, likes tombs. So that's uh, that was really cool. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of talked. We were been in touch on Facebook. And Shane sent me an advanced copy of the record, you know, the MP3s, that is. And I've been running that album. Uh, all weekend and uh, it's great so I'm not sure uh, how many of you guys out there are familiar with them but um, yeah they're this sort of dark uh, killing joke-esque you know there's there's so many influences that are right on time for the kind of stuff that I like you know I'm a dig Bauhaus neurosis like all that joy division like all that stuff kind of comes together in what they sound like and uh, they have some other records out there uh, you know, they're active, they're doing their thing. And, uh, oddly, not too many people seem to know about them. And, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend this album and, uh, it'll be out in May. Alaric, End of Mirrors. I came in late with Fargo, the TV show that is. The movie is amazing, but, uh, people were telling me to check out Fargo, the TV show, and, um, I downloaded it on iTunes. I watched the first episode. It didn't grab me. Uh, I felt that the accents were a little heavy-handed. Um, and I kind of put it on the shelf for a while. And then people are like, oh, no, 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 no. Give it, give it another chance. Check it out. Revisit it. So I revisited it and uh, blazed through the whole first season and blazed through the second season. And I got to say, man, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Definitely uh, has its own style. And... Um, I haven't seen season three yet. Uh, you know, I, I now that I've canceled my cable and I just have internet, um, I have to wait for things to show up on iTunes, Hulu, or uh, you know Netflix before I watch stuff. It's funny. A few months ago, I was celebrating that for the first time in my adult life, while living on my own, I have cable TV, and now I just uh, canceled it. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that puts me in a position where I have to kind of wait, but. You know, there's worse things that can happen to you in life. And um, 
you know, certainly have to wait for a TV show to be available online. It's not one of those things. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was cool. This is more of like a necromaniacs kind of thing. Um, for those of you out there who don't know, I do a, uh, another podcast called Necromaniacs with uh, my buddy Mike Scandato. And that's uh, 100% devoted to horror, you know, extreme cinema, you know, sci-fi, uh, you know, comic books. Just everything related to like that form of media goes into that podcast with Mike. Way back in episode one, Mike was the guy who I did it with. We banged out an episode after watching a Serbian film. So Everything Went Black episode one sort of spawned this idea years later for us to continue doing those discussions under a separate you know, moniker. So hence, Necromaniacs. Over the weekend, I caught this movie called Baskin, which is a Turkish horror film. And um, I'd read about it in Room Org, and uh, it seemed really interesting. And um, overseas horror is really where it's at. There's very, there's a very low bar set in the United States. I feel these days with horror films. You know, no one wants to make an R-rated movie. Everyone wants these like PG-13 attempts. And I just think that horror is a genre that it, you just can't make PG-13. You know. You got to you have to have like intense scenes. You got to have intensity and I think that the R rating is like should be the minimum that you do a horror film for. So with that in mind, I mean the Europeans really seem to have a hang for making great horror films, you know, or extreme cinema or whatever you want to call it. I mean, uh Gaspar Noe isn't specifically a horror film guy, but he makes some pretty extreme movies. I mean, I just you can actually see this on Netflix. He has a movie called Love, which Essentially, you would get an X rating in this uh, country because there's like straight up full frontal male, female, like actual sex, cum shots, like all that stuff. It's kind of like the first scene actually is a dude getting jerked off by his girlfriend and the guy like, you know, just cum shot. So I don't think that would, that would be an X rated film, I imagine, in the United States. But unlike American films... This Frenchman, Gaspar No, kind of put together a really cool, compelling, sensitive story about this guy and his like failed relationships and bad decisions. And, uh, you know, it's a great, I thought it was a great movie. I mean, I'm sure there's a controversy out there. Some people probably loved it, like me. And some people thought it was a piece of shit. So anyway, you decide. It's uh, surprisingly easy to watch on Netflix, you don't have to like order it from some, you know, shadowy mail order company. Um, it's, you don't have to pirate it. It's there. If you have a Netflix subscription, it's there for you to watch. So check it out. But anyway, back to Baskin. Apparently that's out in the theaters somewhere. Um, I actually watched it on iTunes cause a lot of times these, uh, IFC midnight films are available. Um, you know, same time that they're in a the theater. So I, I checked it out in the comfort of my own home. And uh, yeah, it's great. It's like this uh, very odd, um, it's hard to define exactly what it is because the first portion of the film sort of deals with relationships of this group of uh, Turkish uh, cops. You know, you kind of establish these guys, you sort of grow to like them a little bit, and then they get a call to investigate 
as backup for this another call that came out earlier in the evening. And uh, if there's a house, they descend into this like nether world of uh, devil worship, or not even actually devil worship. It's uh, it's almost this. It has a an H.P. Lovecraftian sort of vibe to it because there's a I wouldn't say that there's a satanic element to it, but there's like the concept that there's this cosmic vibe going on, and this one particular priest is and I use that term loosely the cult leader if you will uh, is connecting to some kind of like extra dimensional consciousness and uh, you know of course there's a lot of violence and like you know bizarre sexual stuff in there and, and it's uh, I think it's like a very pretty groundbreaking film especially coming from Turkey which is they're not a fundamentalist country but they're definitely they're a Muslim country though they veer more towards the secular side of Muslim, of Islam. But there's definitely a, a conservatism in that country. And this film had very out there sexual stuff, extreme violence. And um, so I imagine, I haven't read a whole lot about it, but I imagine there was a, probably a, a big backlash in Turkey when this film came out. But IFC Midnight's putting it out, so it'll be available to uh, Western fans. And I'm sure it's in your Europeans are able to see it somewhere, but uh, yeah, man, it's it's really cool. I enjoyed it. it; has a unique vibe. There is, um, like I said, to me at least, there's that Lovecraft vibe to it, and um, some of it reminds me of Argento, like maybe the use of color. Um, some of the scenes where it was more of like an expressionistic sort of thing as opposed to a narrative, where it just creates an atmosphere as opposed to literally telling a story that was there, like similar to the Argento films. So anyway, that's like a quick analysis of it. We're going to probably hit this one in the uh, next episode of Necromaniacs. One of the coolest things that happened recently is that MMA is now legal in New York state. Finally, you know, that crook uh, Sheldon Silver is out of the way. The ironic part is that this guy was the, the whole reason that MMA was not, legal in New York state had nothing to do with like human cockfighting or the extreme nature of the sport or violence or whatever. It really had nothing to do with that. That was all just like a smokescreen. at the heart of this issue was a union dispute between the culinary union and the Fertitta brothers who own hotels and casinos out in Vegas. So this disagreement, and I, you know, I, I don't know who's right or wrong, but that one disagreement has stood in the way of mixed martial arts being legal in the, in the state of New York for all this time. All 49 other states are, have, have MMA legal. Professional MMA is legal. Now, for those of you who don't live in New York state or city, you know, it's, in, my, in my estimation, this is one of the most corrupt states in the union. There's always, you're always hearing about deficits and budgets. We need more money. We're running out of money. These officials are, you know, you find out that this guy just has like a, took a million dollar bonus. You know, it's not, oh yeah, we're not profitable. We don't have money for roads, all this bullshit. So there's a high level of corruption. And this Sheldon Silvercat was uh, involved. He was part of that issue, part of that corruption situation. I mean, he stepped down because 
he was indicted on corruption charges. So now that he's gone, MMA passed the bill, and it's uh, legal in New York State, professional MMA. It's a sanctioned sport in the state of New York. You know, and of course, there's still like a lot of, you know, even with that, there was, you know, a lot of ignorance being expressed by some of these politicians. Uh, You know, I mean, let's put it this way, man. Mixed martial arts has existed in human culture for thousands of years. It goes all the way back to Greece, you know, pancreation, which is basically a mixture of striking and grappling techniques. That's part, it was part of the Olympics. It was an Olympic game, along with wrestling, you know, whatever, track and field, all that stuff. That was like, it's always been part of our culture. It's kind of the same way where people think organic farming is a new thing. Organic farming literally is just the old school way of growing crops. No pesticides, you know, no artificial hormones. So organic really isn't a new thing. It's just an old thing that has been sort of brought back into the consciousness of the public. So MMA, pancreation, whatever you want to call it, is something that has existed in our culture, in the culture of humanity for thousands of years. And um, so, yeah, I mean, anyone who watches combat sports understands that boxing, kickboxing, all that stuff is equally as dangerous to participate in as mixed martial arts. And actually, Glory Kickboxing had an event several years ago here in New York State, New York City, at Madison Square Garden. And there was, you know, that was completely legal because kickboxing is legal here. So, um, yeah, I mean, I celebrate the fact that now I can, you know, there'll be a belt, you know, anyone can come here now. Bellator, UFC, World Series of Fighting. You know, there's like smaller professional promotions now that can have events in New York City and New York State. And I think that's all well and good. But it's not as much of a celebration for me as an acknowledgement of the high level of corruption that goes on in this state. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm the biggest critic, even though I live in New York state, I'm I'm a huge critic of the way things are done here, especially in New York city. You know how everything's expensive. Every year the subway goes up. The whole system is all about taking money out of your pocket and putting it into someone else's pocket. If, if you live in New York City, you realize that this city doesn't give a fuck about you as a citizen. All they care about is taking money out of your pocket and putting it in someone else's pocket. You know, it's a predatory relationship that you have with your government here in the city. You know, the struggle's real, man. You know, I tell you, I try to find a way out of here every year and I get stuck living here for another year. Someday I'm going to rectify that problem. So anyway, uh, that's really all I got going on, man. You know, I'm going to be here for the rest of the day, um, dealing with my ankle, chilling, get some reading done. And uh, so, yeah, I hope to see you guys out there on the road. We've got some dates coming up in May. And um, until then, uh, I'm going to leave you with a track off of All Empires Fall. It's called Obsidian. (laughs) 